Welcome to Estate Planning Talks with Ben Humphreys, where we discuss estate planning issues happening in Hardin County and the surrounding areas. Hey, my name is Ben Humphreys, and welcome to the podcast for Kentucky Estate Planning Law Center. I want to cover uh, two topics. Uh, The first topic uh, that I run into all the time uh, with couples, uh, a lot of times it seems to be uh, older couples who have been married for a long period of time, and um, and they're so used to each other being able to make decisions, each other being able to to have say over their assets uh, or say over their insurance, or you know they own everything jointly, and and they're just so used to the fact that they can kind of speak for each other that they kind of take for granted that actually and in reality and legally. They don't have any legal authority to speak for one another. So, uh, but they don't understand that and they don't realize it because of how they've lived the last uh, 30, 40, 50 years. And so when I talk to them about, hey, how important would it be for you to have a medical power of attorney or a living will or a healthcare power or a financial power of attorney? A lot of times they they're kind of confused by the question and they all they say, well, do you mean if my spouse is not available? And and a lot of times I go along with them and I say, oh, sure, you know, if your spouse is not available. But in reality, the question is, how important is it for you to have somebody to act for you if you are not able, regardless of whether it's your spouse or your kids? uh, Let's just say everybody's available. How important is it to have that document in writing black and white that says, this is who I want in charge. This is who the backup is. And this is what I want done. And uh, these are the powers that they have. And and so it's so important to have that document because um, if you don't have it, if you don't have a medical power of attorney, if you don't have a living will and something happens to you, you have an accident, you have an illness, you have cancer, Alzheimer's, a car wreck, stroke, um, and you can't speak for yourself anymore, there is at least a small chance, sometimes it may be even a big chance, that your family won't get along and your spouse may not get along with your parents. Your kids may not agree with your spouse. uh, Your kids may not agree with each other as to what should happen to you. And so that's when you need the power of attorney, the living will that says, this is who I want in charge. This is what I want done. And these are the powers that I want them to have. And so uh, we always tell the story of Terry Schiavo. Uh, You can Google her name. Uh, Terry was a lady down in uh, Florida. She was, uh, you know, fairly young and um, she had a medical condition that caused her to go into a nursing home. And uh, when she went to nursing home, uh, she was in there for a very long period of time. And her she was in there for so long that her husband, uh, due to her condition, due to how long she had been in that condition, her husband felt that this was the end, that that he should be allowed to um, let her die naturally, remove medical treatment, remove food, uh, hydration, water, whatever uh, was keeping her alive. And then her parents did not agree. Her parents um, did not want those things removed. Um, it's my understanding. And so uh, there was a conflict between the parents and, and the spouse. Um, and there was also some politics in play. Um, some of the politicians uh, had heard about this story. There was It was publicized. And so some of the politicians also took a position. And um, because Terry did not have living will, financial 
power of attorney, advanced directives, any of those things. Uh, because of that, um, there was this conflict because Terry was saying, you know, I don't have a plan and therefore I'm going to rely upon the government to give me a plan. And um, the court case drug on forever. And uh, in the end, the husband uh, was granted the authority by the courts to make the decision about whether it was the end of end of life for Terry or not. But the the point of that story is the takeaway is that if you don't have those documents, if you don't have the living will, if you don't have the power of attorney, even if you're married. Your family could end up in court because um, the fact that you have left that blank, left your wishes unknown, allows other people to have kind of guess or need to presume what your wishes were. And so by by leaving uh, a potential open or uh, blank there, you're you're inviting doubt, you're inviting skepticism, you're inviting other people's wishes to take control of what's going to happen to you. So it's so important, even if you're married, um, to have these documents to name who's going to be in charge, what are their powers, and what do you want done regarding end of life? Because if you don't, you are inviting uh, the courts and the government to get involved in your life because you have not made those wishes clearly known. And so we strongly, strongly recommend that you get the those documents put in place. Financial power of attorney, living will, and medical power of attorney. The other thing I wanted to cover today is that we had a, a case recently. It was an interesting set of facts. The um, uh, mom and dad had a had a farm worth uh, you know several hundred thousand dollars, and the the mom and dad had conveyed the farm to some of the kids, and the the apparent goal of the deed of conveyance to the kids was to try to protect the farm from uh, the nursing home. And so sure enough, uh, dad passed away. Mom goes into the nursing home. Mom's been in the nursing home for four years and nine months, four years and nine months. Everybody who's uh, thought about the nursing home, who's thought about estate planning has heard about the five year look back. OK, so this this is what this is about, the five year look back. So um, the kids had had the deed done by a local attorney. Uh, he conveyed the farm to uh, some of the kids four years and nine months ago. Mom goes in the nursing home. She's running out of money. And so the nursing home advises the kids that they need to apply for Medicaid. And uh, even though they haven't gotten past the five years, they're at four years and nine months, remember. And so the kids go in and apply for Medicaid and they get denied because of the gift, because mom and dad had given this uh, farm to them less than five years ago. And as a result, they had to report the gift. And as a result of them reporting the gift, Medicaid would then uh, calculate a penalty period. And they would say, so, you know, the farm's worth $500,000 as a result of that gift. Mom is not eligible for assistance to cover her nursing home care for a very, very long period of time, years and years, uh, because they went in uh, before the five years. And so the moral of this story is, if, is that they, the kids, went in and relied upon information being provided to them that was not necessarily in their best interest. The nursing home presumably said, 
uh, we'll help you out, we'll advise you, but understand that the, the nursing home has a conflict of interest there. The, the nursing home wants to get paid, uh, which they're entitled to, and uh, they also um, are not going to help mom protect her assets because what should have happened, what should have happened is that the people advising the family should have said, hey, wait, don't go in and apply for Medicaid yet. All you've got to do is get past the next three months and you've saved the farm from the nursing home. But that's not what happened. Um, and so we really, really caution people and really encourage them to actually go and seek out legal counsel on these issues. Because when mom or dad is in a nursing home, we hear it so many times. Uh, people will call in and say, mom or dad's in a nursing home. We need to talk with you. And then they'll call and they'll cancel their appointment because they say, oh, we've talked with the nursing home. They're, they said they will help us out. We've got it all covered. Sure enough, uh, the nursing home doesn't tell them how to protect their assets uh, and the assets are lost to the nursing home. And so what we can tell you is that if you plan ahead, do pre-planning, get those assets protected, um, then you can protect all of your assets from the nursing home. But if you go into a nursing home without talking to us, even if you are in a nursing home, we can help you protect assets. Um, and so make sure that you don't necessarily trust um, the nursing home to protect you and your assets because um, they don't have all the time. They're not looking out for your best interest uh, when it comes to your assets and trying to protect them. And so get an estate planning attorney, get somebody that knows how to do this. Let them help you protect your assets, because we tell people, even if you're in a nursing home, and haven't done any planning at all, we can help you protect at least half as a general rule. And with this family that I'm talking about, they could have protected all of it if they had just gotten some good sound advice uh, from an estate planning attorney. Unfortunately, they'd gone to a general practicing attorney and they had also relied upon what the nursing home told them. So the moral of today's podcast is uh, don't rely upon your own wisdom, don't rely upon your own knowledge of the law, um, seek out legal counsel, seek out uh, an, an elder law estate planning attorney uh, that can help guide you through this process to make sure that you have powers of attorney in place, to make sure that you protect as much asset, as many assets as you can. That's the only way to protect you and your family. As we always say here at the uh, Estate Planning Law Center, let us help you protect your assets so that you can focus on what's most important, and that's your family in your health. Take care and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This podcast is not legal advice. If you have questions about your estate, you should contact a lawyer. Our firm conducts regularly scheduled workshops and we invite you to register. To learn more, visit humphreyslaw.org slash workshops.